Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Very concerned about our vulnerability. You know, when you are weary, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to agreements. You're vulnerable to a loss of heart, a loss of faith. And so, yeah, we're really trying to champion people's resilience right now. And how is it that God breathes into those reserves? How how can we tap into that? Hey guys, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I am so glad you're here, and I know that summer is busy, so it means so much to me that you take the time to tune in. Uh, I hope you all had a great Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to any of the guys that might be listening. And I think you're in for a big treat today. You are just listening to a short clip from today's guest, John Eldridge. Now, as far as podcasting goes, I have to say, when I first started this podcast, which by the way, we just hit our three-year mark and I didn't even stop to celebrate. It just totally flew by me. So happy three years of the Boy Mom podcast. I can hardly believe that. And you know, we really should have had a party here on the podcast. We might have to get around to that eventually. But when I first started the podcast, I remember people asking me like, oh, who would be a dream guest for the Boy Mom podcast? And I wasn't even sure who to say. I didn't know how big to imagine my guest being. But there is no doubt John Eldridge would be on that list. I mean, I was following John Eldridge well before I ever could have dreamed having a podcast of my own. When I was first married and his book Wild at Heart first came out back in the early days, maybe when my son was young, I don't remember how long it's been, but oh my goodness, he's a big deal. And I've followed him. I've quoted him in my books. He is just one of those legends in the world of writing, especially about topics related to manliness and boys and all the things. Uh, I tell him in this interview that my college sons have read his books and some that aren't as well known, but are really good. So I'll put a couple of links to his more recent books in the show notes. But 
Today, John and I are talking about his most recent book, which just released, called Resilient, Restoring Your Weary Soul in These Turbulent Times. And I just love John's voice on this topic, how he shares such a biblical, um, spiritual understanding of this topic of resilience, what this means for us as believers, for us as parents, and as we raise our children. And so you get a little sneak peek of what's in the book. He even shares a prayer at the end from his book. So I think it's just such a beautiful conversation. But I especially wanted to talk to John because this subject of resilience is such a big deal when it comes to character, when it comes to raising kids. I was so curious when I saw his new book called Resilient, and I was just launching my character training course, which by the way, if you're catching this on the first day that this podcast comes out, I want to make sure you know that the doors to the course are going to close at the end of today. So if you're just catching this and you haven't checked out the character training course yet, be sure to go over to monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course. At least check out everything that's in there. And I hope you can join us inside that course. Remember, once you're in, you have lifetime access. We just open and close the doors a couple times a year. But once you're in, you can take as long as you want to go through everything in there and you'll have access to anything I add over time. And this summer, we do have our $50 off sale, which is a really big deal. So again, if you're catching this as this episode comes out, which is June 22nd, then hop on over to show notes, grab that link and come check out the course. But the topic of resilience is absolutely one of the top character qualities we think of. We want to raise kids who can walk through hard things and be strong and stand firm. But what does that look like? And what does that look like for us as parents? So this conversation is so special, so important. Now, I feel like I need to note here that excuse my voice for this part of the show. I am just coming out of a head cold and I know I'm sounding a little bit nasally, but I really do want to thank all of you for just being a part of this podcast community. Also, I've had such a great time hearing from those of you who are email subscribers. Recently, I gave the big reveal of my upcoming book title and book concept. And it's so much fun to share these things with all of you who are on my email list. So if you're not on that list and you want to be, if you'd like to hear from me once a week, I keep my emails short and sweet. Truly, um, I just try to share things that are encouraging, sometimes funny, uh, give you some links if I found something interesting or helpful online. You can become a subscriber too by going over to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. Okay, I'd love to have you in that group. Now we're going to dive into this great conversation with John Eldridge talking about his book Resilient. Um, I hope you can get out maybe for a walk in nature for this one. That would seem appropriate. Um, if you're driving or doing housework, stick those earbuds in and, and just enjoy this conversation. Feel like you're hanging out with John and I. How fun is that? Okay, guys, I'll have a few final words to say at the end, but without further ado, here's John and I talking about what he calls supernatural resilience, what it means to be resilient the way God created us to be and to raise resilient children. I hope you enjoy. Hey, John, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thanks, Monica. Thanks for having this boy who is now a man on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm trying not to fangirl too much here, but I just have to say that I have followed you for much longer than mm. I can say. Well, before I knew I would have a podcast one day, I was reading your books. My husband was reading your books. And now I have college age boys, high school boys uh, reading 
your books. So this is such an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I do. I do love boys, by the way. So I love the idea of your podcast. Like way to go. Way to help Thank you. moms Thank with you. sons. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it is such a privilege. And, um, and yeah, I appreciate men like you who are sharing such good things with the younger generation as well. Um, well, I'm going to have you introduce yourself quick, and then I'll mention some things that my boys have said. So go ahead and tell people, those of, that might not know you already or don't know a lot about you, even a little maybe about your family, where you are, all that. Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, I've been a counselor for about 30 years, uh, became an author during that process, Love. I love people. I love hearing their stories. I really love seeing people get well. I mm. really do. So that grew and grew into mm. books and films and podcasts. And, you know, so mm -hmm. we have a ministry now. We're in Colorado, in Colorado mm -hmm. Springs. Jason and mm. I raised three boys. We have three mm -hmm. adult sons in their early 30s, late mm. 20s, and they're starting their own families. Yay. So now we have grandchildren. Wow. And it is so awesome. And I get to do, we didn't do little girls. Yeah. So it's so fun to have uh, granddaughters. Yay. And grandsons. And so, yeah, we, we love our work. We love being able to bring the goodness of God to people mm -hmm. where they need him. Mm-hmm. That's right. And um, and are your kids all somewhere near you? Do you, you, do you know get to see them often? Is, we do. Uh we do. They all moved okay. away. They all they all moved uh, you know, to Canada, to Minneapolis, to Washington, and one by one they all came back. Yay. Awesome. <laughs> what a dream. It was, it was, it was, and it we really had that with that had no strings attached. <laughs> there was no secret demand that they right. do so, but they just uh, eventually made their way back. And I think a big piece of it was as they were starting their families, mm -hmm. you know, they wanted the family support. And yes. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so great. And so take us through just a couple, your very first book was Wild at Heart kind of your first book or did that just, is that the one that stands out to me? Yeah, that was the first <laughs> explosive one. The first book okay. I wrote, uh, I wrote with my colleague, Brent Curtis, we wrote a book called Sacred Romance. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Which is yes. not about marriage. It's, it's about the heart and the mm -hmm. heart's romance with God. Um, mm -hmm. and then I wrote a book called The Journey of Desire. And then I it's a very funny story about Wild at Heart because I said, hey, I've got this message for men that I think is really important for this hour. And my publisher said, nah, books mm -hmm. for men don't sell. <laughs> uh, but they gave me a chance. Um, Great. And then Wild at Heart, of course, just took off. And, Crazy. And, yeah. yeah. Just Well, it's healed a lot of men mm -hmm. yes. and a lot of families. Yes. And yes. then since then, um, I've been enjoying writing books all along. That's right. Well, my oldest son, Josiah, says his favorite book of yours, and I haven't read this one, he loved Beautiful Outlaw. Oh, come on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He loved it. He I he said that, that that really impacted his walk with Jesus. So yeah. yeah. Shout out to Beautiful Outlaw. I have to read that this summer, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So the folks who don't know what that means, it's a book about the personality of Jesus, mm -hmm. his humor. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. who he really is, his humanity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It will make you fall in love with Jesus. 
Yeah. And my boys are also big lovers of story and narrative. And I know that's so much of what you do and what you write about. So yeah, um, I think that's part of what draws them to your writing as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Today, we get to talk about something very relevant to the time we are in. And uh, I'm just really blessed by getting to read your book, Resilient. Tell us a little bit about what that is, and then we're going to talk about how that applies to us and to raising boys. Yeah, you bet. So we just emerged, all of us, from two years of global trauma. Um, Not only the pandemic, but the politics and the division and the families and churches, you know, split over things like masks. And um, it's been a lot of heartache. Um, And when you come through something like that, Everyone now is pretty depleted. I think more depleted than they want to admit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because the world is asking everybody, okay, let's go. You know, it's in our rear view mirror. Let's go people, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But I, even just some clients this week, I I was chatting with three different adults this week and uh, a mom of, of a young boy as well. And all of them were admitting how absolutely exhausted they are. Mm-hmm. That just the reserves are not there right mm. now. So I wrote the book Resilient because I'm very concerned about our vulnerability. You know, when you are weary, you're vulnerable. You're vulnerable to agreements. You're vulnerable to a loss of heart, a loss mm. of faith. Mm. And so, yeah, we're really trying to champion people's resilience right now. And how is it that God breathes into those reserves? How, yes. how, how can we tap into that? Right. Yes. Well, it's profound. I mean, I have to admit that I'm, I'm a glass half full kind of person. And I wanted to come out of the pandemic saying, you know, it wasn't that bad for me because I live out in the country. I homeschool. I, you know, it didn't affect me in ways it really did affect. I didn't lose anyone close to me. So I was blessed in being spared from some of that. But the more I read your book, the more I said, I've probably been in denial a little bit. And that's not healthy either. Yes. Uh, And my kids at college, one of my sons has kind of gone through something weird that we still haven't figured out. And I'm like, you know, maybe there's more to this than I have given thought to before. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, you're not the only one in denial, by the way, Monica. (laughs) The world is in denial right Right. now. Wow. Wow. Well, um, talk to us about that. What are you seeing in counseling? Like, is there something different that's showing up Mm -hmm. that you're picking up Mm -hmm. on? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm using the word reserves because it's di- it's different than having like an episode of hey, I got a couple of weeks where I'm a couple of months where I'm not doing well. This isn't episodic. This is when you rally for something, even something good like a wedding or the birth of a child. Mm-hmm. You tap into your reserves. Yes. Well, we all spent our reserves rallying. Yeah for the last two years to make life work and, you know, work on Mm -hmm. zoom, work at home, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But you've got to replenish your reserves and what people are doing instead. Okay. This is, I just read an article. This is going to be the biggest travel season ever (laughs) this summer. Uh So people Uh are rushing out to get concerts and travel and beach and joy. And that's good. I really bless all that. You go get some joy. (laughs) 
but it won't heal the mm. effects of the trauma. Mm-hmm. We, we do right. need to tend to that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, um, and you talked to us about how to do that in the book. And there's so many special features that I won't spoil for people. But talk to us about this thing of resilience. I know the world talks about resilience, but you talk about supernatural resilience. What's the difference there? Yeah. So the gospel's good news. Mm. And the good the good news here is um, this isn't self-effort. This, this isn't a new list of things for you to do. Like nobody's got that in them. It's like, oh, dear Lord, do not give me. John's going to start talking about disciplines and, you know, and I'm like, no, no, no. Like we don't have, we don't have the energy for that mm-mm, mm-mm. or the margin. Everybody's life is so busy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's the good news. E- Ephesians 3, Paul prays for us and, and he says, I pray that your creator, your father, would strengthen you with a supernatural resilience through his spirit in your inmost being. Hmm. And that Jesus would be able to just fill your heart. Hmm. It's this beautiful prayer in Ephesians 3, 14 through about 19. And see, what that tells us is gospel resilience, biblical resilience, is given to us by God. Mm. It is breathed into our humanity as we come into union with him. The soul mm. is made for union with God. And as we, as we cultivate union, which is a delightful thing to do, mm. then he is able to give you back your reserves. He's able to impart life to you and beauty and joy and hope. Mm. That's the difference. And that's a big difference. So listeners are saying, how do I do that? I've got a house full of kids. I've got bills, dishes, a job. What does this look like? Can you give us a sneak peek at what you suggest? Yeah. So the book's super practical, by the way. And the audio book, you know, like if your life's really busy, get the audio book because yeah. then you can listen yeah. to it as you're driving or as you're doing the dishes. Or, and did you, know. you get to record that? Is it your I voice? I did. I did. Yay. Here's, Good. here's what's really fun. I asked the publisher for permission if I could riff and go off script in the audio book. Oh, wow. There was just more I wanted to say. <laughs> I love and, that. Yeah. So it's really fun. The audio book is very fun. Oh, um, I didn't know that was something you could do. So yeah, I can't I wait. I have to listen now. <laughs> but um, the basic idea is that I think most people think of their life with God as a life of faith or a life of learning, a life of obedience, Mm -hmm. but it is primarily a life of union. It it is Mm -hmm. learning the grace and the practice that I'm the vine, you are the branch, right? That we are meant to be literally integrated into the life of God. And so at the simplest level, I would just, as you're going through your day, I would be praying, Jesus, heal my union with you. Heal my soul's union with you because trauma erodes our union with God. Mm-hmm. Crisis does. Panic mode does. Just busyness yeah. erodes our union with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would just be praying in the day. I and mean, there's a lot more to it than this. Yes. But you asked for the simplest on-ramp. The yeah. simplest on-ramp is heal our union, Lord. I think it's so easy for us to compartmentalize and to think, 
did I get my quiet time this morning? Did I get time to read the Bible and pray? And if not, I've blown it. And then we get into the busyness of the day. But what you're suggesting sounds like throughout the day, kind of, you know, I talk a lot about with families and with parenting about Deuteronomy and how we're to, you know, it's an all day as you wake up, as you lie down, as you walk yeah. along the way, same thing. It's a quiet yeah. prayer of the heart that you're suggesting, right? Yes. Yes, it is. And to, and to ask for resilience, to mm. ask for his strength, so renew mm. me, restore me, breathe your life into me. God is like oxygen. You know, you're, you're swimming in oxygen, folks. It's all around yeah. You. Yeah. you. And you get to have it. You get as much as you want. Uh-huh. And it's free. But right. you need a breath? Take another breath. You want it. another one? Take another one. Okay. I love that. Well, that's, that's like God. God's yeah. presence is all around us. Mm. And we can learn to just go, okay, Lord, right now in this moment, here in the car, heal our union. Mm. Breathe your life into me. Restore my soul restore mm. my reserves mm-hmm. and then yeah i do i would recommend that you get a little quiet in your life sure somewhere early morning late evening yeah you need a place where you aren't in the madness yeah yes we do oh how we do Hey friends, I hope you're enjoying this conversation and I want to pause real quick to share something very exciting available over at Christian Parenting. And this is a guide for those of you who have daughters as well as sons, or maybe you know someone else who would be interested, but there is a guide to help moms raise confident daughters. It was created by Tara Matson, and it's a resource you need to develop and keep a loving, secure connection with your daughter. That's what we all want, right? while helping her to be confident in all that God has created her to be. It's called the Helping Moms Raise Confident Daughters course, and it's made to equip you for every age and stage of your daughter's journey. There's eight video lessons giving behind-the-scenes coaching from a licensed professional counselor on the mental, emotional, and physical world of their girl. There's conversation guides to foster deep monthly discussions between mom and daughter, and a downloadable journal to spark a more intimate connection between mom, daughter, and God. And what's great about this is, depending on the age of your daughter, there are three different releases to this. One is for second to third grade girls, one is third to fifth grade girls, and one is for sixth to eighth grade girls. So go on over to cpguides.org. Again, it's the letters C and P as in Christian Parenting, guides.org to learn more and purchase the course made just for the age and stage of your daughter's journey. This stuff is so important. If you've got a daughter or know someone else that does this is an excellent resource I highly recommend now we'll get back to our show well let's just shift a little bit and talk about our kids you've raised three boys and you do a lot of counseling and so um, maybe two things you can tell us what you see in or are hearing from people about the younger people and how this time of trauma has affected them Mm -hmm. and any advice you might give us for parenting well, um, maybe not Mm -hmm. skimming over something that, especially the kids that, you know, have gone Mm -hmm. to school and the masks and, and the, this being normal. I mean, I, someone was over at my house a couple days ago and he said his son just always wears a mask around his chin now because it's just something that's normal to him. You know, he was in preschool and that's what he knows as normal. And he said, he just feels best walking around with a mask hanging under his chin. 
So that that was telling to me. That is yeah. that is heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that really so, is. Okay, so let's do two things. Let's talk about okay. some of the noticeable effects mm-hmm. and then and then we how we can kind of shepherd our kids through this, whatever age they may be. So the noticeable effects, one is the exhaustion. People's energy mm-hmm. levels are way, way down. Your creativity mm-hmm. is way, way down. Mm-hmm. Um, your margin for social interaction is way, <laughs> way down. Yeah. You know, friends call and say, hey, you want to have a barbecue? And part of you goes, yes, but part of you goes, uh, not really. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not especially. Will there um, be people there? <laughs> yeah, right. And how long do I have to talk to these people? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so it, you see the fatigue. You see it in yourself. Yeah. You see it in your in your children. Um, the mental fragmentation is very significant. Short-term mm. memory loss. Mm-hmm. You know, you pick up your phone. You don't remember who you were going to text. Oh, I, right. I so appreciated this in your book because the, you were sharing some of your own recent experiences. And I was like, I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I'm standing in front of our building trying to open the front door with my car keys. I'm like, wow. Uh, so it's all that. It's, and that, these, are, these are classic trauma effects. Okay. Mm-hmm. The exhaustion, the fatigue, the denial, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, short-term memory loss. A, a loss of a sense of time. Like, what day is it again? Mm-hmm. Or wait a second, what? It's already noon? The lo- loss of a sense of time is a, is a trauma response mm-hmm. um, because the way trauma affects the brain. Um, but then I would also say the the loss of grace mm-hmm. for irritating people. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like I used to have, I used to have a little. You know, for the guy who's a guy who gets in the, you know, 15 items or less line at the grocery store and he's got his cart filled, you know, 30 things. I used to be able to forgive that guy. I got got nothing. You got nothing. I got nothing now. Like I'm so easily, so like, um, what we would call would be like the loss of emotional regulation. Right, mm, just kind mm-hmm. of the, the ability to regulate emotions. Okay. Yeah, we go from so, zero to ten quickly now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so mm-hmm. those would be those would be some of the symptoms of mm. what we, of what we've all just lived through. Sure. What, it, what it does to adults, what it does to children, mm-hmm. um, and then and then what we want to explore is well, then how do we help them? And the the, the first thing is put words to it, talk mm. about it. Mm. There's there's loads of research that shows that as you name things, mm-hmm. as you name things, it reduces the emotional impact of those things. I mean, this is the basic work of therapy, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also the basic work of friendship or parenting. You get together and you go, tell me about it. How, how was that visit with your parents? How'd that go? Tell me about it. And right. as you talk about it, it helps. Okay. Wow. So get, get your kids talking about it and going, man, mm-hmm. wasn't wasn't that hard? What, what did you really miss? Right? Because yeah. you, you talk about your losses. You go, man, mm-hmm. I really, I hated masks, if, if you can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, or I really didn't like doing school on Zoom. I didn't mm-hmm. like that. So talk about it. Process yeah, it. Right. Don't, just, don't just try and pretend like it's behind us. Mm-hmm. Because the trauma stays in you. It stays in your yeah. body, actually, yeah. until you get it out. Okay. okay. So talk about it, but then also talk about the present moment of like, aren't you exhausted today, everybody? I, yeah. You know, and let them admit that. 
Ah, oh, I like that. Let them admit that. Because I had, I had a friend confess something really poignant to me this week. He said, I'm embarrassed that I'm not doing better. Mm, wow. Because I'm not recovered. I'm not yeah. back. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. me yet. I, you know, yeah. he admitted he's, he thinks he's operating around 40%. And, and this is a mature person who knows mm-hmm. how to live well, makes good yeah. decisions, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and yet he, he described the embarrassment because, again, the world is pretending everything's fine. Right. And so to be able to just admit, let your kids admit, hey, honey, it's okay that you don't want to go to that party tonight. It's okay that you don't feel really excited about biology this week. It's Mm -hmm. okay to to be depleted. It's okay. Yes. And I'm imagining even for kids, just there's probably a general sense of anxiety for a lot of kids just because... There was such a state of unknown for so long yeah. that now it's got to spill over into other yes. areas. This yeah. oh, new yeah. feeling that they yeah. hadn't had before, perhaps. Yeah. So it's called the cascade effect. And all, mm-hmm. all major events have it. Trauma has a cascade effect. And it begins to spill over into your reaction to other things. Yeah. So anxiety went up. Depression went up. Chemical abuse went up. Right. Um, you know, think about the body. Think about that your kids need to get moving. They need to begin to get this out of their body. Mm -hmm. So less screen time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's been saying this for years, right? (laughs) right. But now it really matters. (laughs) Right. Yeah, because everybody's just, I just want to get on my phone. Yeah. I just just want to turn on Netflix. Just check out. Yeah. Well, this this was me last night. So I'm launching a book. It's been a really busy season. I'm doing tons of work. I was absolutely spent last night. And I'm literally thinking to myself as I'm walking in the front door, I'm like, all I want to do is watch my favorite fishing show. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just going to get in front of the, the television downstairs. I'm just going to veg. Yeah. And then I, I felt that gentle whisper of God mm. where he says, wouldn't a walk be better? Oh, wow. And I'm like, wow. you know, it really would. So I grabbed our two golden retrievers. We went you know, up into the woods and just took a walk. And yes. For heaven's sakes, it was so yeah. much more healing. Mm-hmm. So to get your kids moving, get them back in activities. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're not, again, to the anxiety thing, if they don't want to go back to soccer or they don't want to go back to basketball, that's okay right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but get them doing something. Get, get the body moving, right? Yeah. Because you've got to get all that stress worked out. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. That's super good. And I think too, just talking about it, because again, my parenting style would be to just move forward. Let's just go. Yep. Let's enjoy what's next and just be glad it's done. But there's also probably a sense in kids of, is could this happen again? What's next? Is there something yes. else that yeah. is just looming in front of us? And we don't know yeah. the answer to that, I suppose. Yes. Right. Oh, so good. Okay. Well, um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what you call the three layers of our being and the key to tapping into the resilience that Jesus offers. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is fun. So everybody's got like layers to them and there's the the shallows Mm -hmm. of your life and the shallows of your life is is the clutter, the distraction. It's that it's those random thoughts that keep going through your head all day. Hey, what am I going to have for lunch today? Or, or that song suddenly from high school is going through your head. It's yeah. all that stuff, right? right? 
or, or the conversation that you're having with the person who's not even in the room. You're thinking about what you want to say to Mary or to Glenn and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, that's the shallows. Okay. And the world is designed to keep us in the shallows. Uh-huh. Media, Instagram, TikTok, all of that. Mm. It's designed to literally keep your brain on fragment mode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's the shallows. But then you go a little bit deeper and you find, oh, no, wait. Then there's the cares of my life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's my hopes for my kids. There's our plans for the summer, the, the deeper things, mm-hmm. right? Your concern for your parents, right? The heartache yeah. over a relationship. Those are what I would call the midlands. Okay. Jesus, Jesus calls it the cares of the life, of your life, mm-hmm. the cares of your mm-hmm. life. But down deeper still, because in that prayer in Ephesians 3 that I quoted, it says that your father is going to strengthen you in your inmost being. Mm, yeah. And here's why. Your inmost being is, is the deep place in you. And it is the place of love. It's the place of hope. It's the place of the eternal things. Mm-hmm. And, and gang, that's where God hangs out. He he doesn't tend to hang out in the shallows. He'll meet you there. He'll rescue you. He doesn't tend to hang out in the Midlands. He he mm. resides. Scripture says he literally resides in the depths of your being. Wow. And so if you want to tap into him and you want to tap into the strength that he's giving, you got to get out of the shallows. You got to go there. You yeah. have to you, dive in. You got to dive deep. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so good. And you have some great prayers in the book to help get us there. I think that's what I loved is the more I read, the more I realized that so much of this is about really just being having that single-hearted devotion. You talk a lot about how fragmented we are. Mm-hmm. And, and I know to get from the shallows to that deep place, it takes takes, um, I think I even wrote this down. You said the story of God should get more of your attention time than any other media. And I just think that's so huge that the story of God is really, when you look at this, and maybe you can help people understand what you're talking about when you talk about the story of God there, even with this whole pandemic and everything we've been through, help us reframe even because I think we're so good yes. at at calling it something. We want to give yes. things a name, a story. Yeah. We we create a narrative, you say, in all the we things do. we do. Yeah, yeah. You, human beings make sense of the world by 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 narrative. But yes. let me give you let me give you some contrast. So when your when your grandparents got good news or bad news, they got a letter. Mm. Mm. You get it delivered to you every single second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Honestly, it's insane what this does to the soul. So the war is for your attention. So if you spend, I mean, just do the math. If you spend 30 minutes a day on the news, you spend another hour on social media, then you are absorbing a view of reality that you have to counter with the story of God. Mm. Like listen to a good biblical podcast. Read some scriptures, play some mm-hmm. worship music, like let the narrative of God back in. Yeah. Right. Because the good news is this. I'm going to tell you a really cool fact. So in the first 1300 years of Islam, there is not one single recorded con- conversion to Jesus Christ. Mm. In the last 10 years, there are tens of thousands. Wow. Jesus Christ is at work in the wow. world. 
Wow. He and most of the Muslim conversions are taking place in their sleep, in their dreams. In Jesus dreams, is I walking into mm-hmm. their because how else are they going to know? Yeah. He he literally is just walking into their lives and saying, yeah. "Hi, yeah. I'm Jesus." Yes, yeah, wild. It's at, well, it's actually happening in the Jewish community, in in Israel. It's mm. happening in the occult. Thousands of people are coming out of the occult right now to mm. Jesus Christ. So to hear that, like your heart just goes, oh, like the story of God is still yes. the story of the world. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Praise God. That, yes. That is going to help your mental health. Uh, we need to tap into that more. We need to be talking about these stories more. Exactly. Oh, so true. Yeah. That is that is super good. And we need to be telling our kids these stories. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And to have your own stories of Jesus. To tell them, like that's the yes. most powerful communication of faith is when you have a story of Jesus mm. from the day. You're like, hey, you're not going to believe what happened. Yeah. I was so angry at this person in the email that they sent me, and I was so mad. But th- but then Jesus said that actually it had to do with some loss in their life, and I just learned that their mother died, and it just totally he helped me see a whole new perspective on wow. them. Like we have the daily stories. That's where the gold is in raising your kids in faith, because it's not yes. just biblical text, although I love, I absolutely love the scriptures, but it yes. is living stories of mm-hmm. Jesus at work in your family. That's right. I love that. Yes. And you you really do write with a sense of urgency in this book, you know, again, uh talking about the last days, talking about why this isn't something we should put off, all these thoughts of going deeper and the oneness with Jesus. Uh, tell us a little bit about that urgency before I let you go. <laughs> well, there there are moms right now who know exactly what I'm talking about, moms mm-hmm. of, of, of uh, middle school and high school and college age kids mm. who are, quote, deconstructing their faith, mm. right? This is the new, this is the new mm. thing. And what the, what these what these young people don't understand is that they are victims of trauma and global trauma. Yeah. There's a lot of heartache and disappointment, and the enemy is right there in our weariness mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, maybe God isn't who you thought He was. Yeah. Hey, maybe yeah. there isn't maybe there isn't a God." Mm. And there are a lot of people who who are really struggling with their faith right now. Yeah. Because I think we were set up for this moment. We, we, we were absolutely worn down by the pandemic. Now we're yeah. back to full tilt life, you mm-hmm. know, and nobody's company is saying, hey, why don't you take the summer off? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, everybody's back to let's go, 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 go. Come on, everybody. And so it, it's a time where it's really, really critical that we cultivate resilience. Mm. And, and, and again, I don't mean a new set of to do's. I mean, allowing the living God. <sighs> Yeah. To fill your soul, mm-hmm. to restore your union with him. This is something that is breathed into us mm-hmm. by God. And to invite your kids to do it and say, yeah. Hun, let's just stop and pray and just ask God to renew our reserves. Mm-hmm. Say, Lord, replenish our reserves. We are running low. Like invite mm-hmm. them into those prayers. Right. Yes. Before they leave the house and go to college where deconstructionism is everywhere, even in Christian colleges. Yeah, even there. (laughs) They need to know the story of God. 
And I I just love that. Well, you call this book a survival guide. I couldn't agree more. I just think it's it's important for everyone, men, women. I think even my teenage son can get a lot out of this. So I think there's a, a ton in here. It's packed. You've got a lot of great prayers. And why don't you first tell us where people can find you if they want to track you down, where you hang out most. And then if you would close us with one of your prayers, that would mean a lot to me. Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, you can find us at wildatheart.org. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the Wild at Heart podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Um, you have an app? Oh, yeah. We have an app called the One Minute Pause. Woo. Um, awesome. And we just we just are releasing in about a week, we're releasing a new feature in that app. It's a free app. It's really healing. It guides you in learning just how to pause in your day so good. and heal your union with Jesus. Um, it's very lovely. It's very simple. Mm. Um, in that app, we're about to release a new module that's called 30 Days to Resilience. And it's a morning and evening reflection. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guide you. There's music. There's beauty. I'm going to guide you in some prayers. For the restoration of our resilience. So that is super cool. Awesome. I love that. Now I'm going to read a prayer. I'm going to pray a prayer with us, but I'm going to explain it first. So in the, in the old Testament, there was the tabernacle and then there was the temple Mm -hmm. and that's where God came. He came Mm -hmm. to dwell with his people in the tabernacle and in the temple. And Mm -hmm. by the way, the tabernacle and temple were designed to remind you of Eden. They were filled with trees, flowers, gold, gems, jewels, mm. angels. It was when you went in there, you're like, oh, we get to go back to Eden. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now the new temple is the human heart. In the New Testament, God changes the location of the temple. Paul says, you are now the temple of the living God because mm. his spirit comes to dwell in you. Mm-hmm. That's where he dwells in the world now. It's not in a single building. It is in his people all over the world. That's where he's doing his thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that the heart is the new temple. Mm -hmm. And what I want to pray is that the glory of God that would fill the tabernacle and and the temple in Jerusalem, I would pray that that would fill our hearts. Mm. And by that, it's the presence. It's the beauty. It's the life-giving God within Mm. us. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, I receive your glory into my being. I receive the glory that fills the oceans, the glory that sustains the sun. I receive the glory that raised Christ from the dead. I pray that your Eden glory would fill my heart soul, mind, and strength. I am your temple, Lord. Come and fill your temple with your glory. And I also pray that your Eden glory would shield me against all of the desolation in the world right now. I reject that desolation. I break every agreement with it. I choose you, God. I choose you regardless of how I feel. I choose you. You are my God. And I pray that your Eden glory would fill my life, restoring me, renewing me, and granting me supernatural endurance and resilience. It's that simple, gang. Amen. Amen. Mm. 
Great prayer. Thank you so much. What a blessing. So wonderful to meet you and have you on. Thank you for sharing with all of us. Yeah, this was delightful. Thanks, Monica. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I know we just wrapped up Father's Day, but uh, this book would make a great gift for a man in your life, or really, this is for all of us. This one is so good. I found myself rereading parts over and over, reading them out loud to my family members, and then passing the book along to my family members. So there's a link to where you can get the book, as well as some notes over in show notes, which you can find at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 163. Now, don't forget if you're catching this right as it comes out on June 22nd, uh, the doors to the character training course will close at the end of today. So be sure to rush on over. Again, use that link in show notes, or you can go to monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course, and you can check it out and sign up. And if you're catching this later and you're curious about the course, you can still see everything that's in it and you can leave your name on an interest page there. So I hope to hear from you. Have a wonderful rest of your week and until next time, aloha.